Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you were tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And if you're new with us, hey, welcome along this this journey. Good morning. Good morrow, friend. Do you feel a certain amount of pressure saying that we are a morning show? Like we need to be perky and happy mm. and annoying like morning show hosts? Go, 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 Why are morning show hosts so annoying? Why not? Well, I can tell you why not, because I just want to punch them in the face sometimes. Like, nobody wants to be awake right now. Can you please be grumpy with me? That really is one of my favorite things, is like when something happens on the radio and they say something stupid, which is, by the way, inevitable. Okay? You say enough words in front of a microphone, you're going to say something stupid. (laughs) But then to have a laugh after it... And then try to go into a song like that's that's one thing for me that's legitimately different about being a podcast host Mm. versus because you don't really get to address like, oh, man, like a disc jockey. I can't believe I just said that. That was so cringy. Yeah. You just you hope nobody was listening (laughs) or that hearing that song for the 30th time this morning will make them forget what just happened. But we we don't don't forget. Yeah, I came home and told Bubba about something terrible that I heard on the radio just yesterday that just made me melt into my car seat for them just a little bit. Yeah, I think the worst part about it was that you were listening to this show. And so, (laughs) egg on my face. Hey, my name is Bubba, and I'm one of the co-founders here at Love Thy Nerd. I'm a full-time nerd culture missionary been doing Jesus-y things for the better parts um, of, I guess we're going Jesus-y? on Jesus-y? Like, That's Jesus-y. an adjective? Yeah. Like, well, when, when you get paid, like professionally, um, to, to love people for Jesus, <clears throat> what would Jesus do? It, I, these days, he'd probably get paid. Ugh. No, it's Blech. lies. That's that's false <laughs> because you'd be hard pressed to find a church that would hire the dude. Um, because uh, he does not have how you say the credentials. Um, so, but as it were, I I have been on church staff, and as of October of last year, no longer on church staff, full time, no. full time, full time. Yeah, into the that, love thy nerd ecosystem. That here. news is way old, bro. But if Way they're new, old. if they're new, you know, what's not old is my name is Anna and I am the mother of some public schooled children, which we talked about last week. But like as is, of this morning, it is official. We is put so the new. children on a school bus and they are in school right now. And this feels weird to me. It was a regular school bus. It wasn't a magical school bus, just in case you were wondering. They didn't, they didn't hop on you the magic school yet. bus. Maybe Miss Bus Rock Driver River Haley is actually, maybe she's magical. <sighs> maybe she's Miss Fritz. Frizzle. Was I Fritz? Yeah. I'm, what on earth? I'm on the Fritz. Sheesh. You, see, you remember what I said earlier about if you say enough words in front of a microphone, you're going to say something stupid? <laughs> Miss Fritz. The, not- yeah, like they're Miss Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Kindergarten, so, second grade, fourth grade, 
brand yes. new yes. into public school. Uh-huh. We we didn't meet the teacher. Yes, we bought them school some, supplies some days ago. Uh, we chased I the school bus to, this morning. I don't have to make lunches. I don't have to feed them breakfast, and I don't even know what to do with my life. We're not. We're not even going to feed them dinner. I basically am not a mom anymore. Like mm. I don't. The well, we still have state of Texas is mothering my children. Hey, Levi and Caleb and Naomi are gone, but PJ. Well, yes. You yeah. still, you still have one. It's important for me that you know that you still have one at home. <sighs> anyway, it's weird. So, what I really wanted to talk about, though, is okay. We mentioned last week that we're changing some things around in our garage and our setup and all this stuff. So, we now have this little permanent podcast. Calling it a podcast nook is a little bit of an overstatement because it's pretty crap. It's not very nooky. I would like to point out because people can't see what's happening right now. We put our dog's pillow right next to this table because he loves to be by us. And he laid on it for about 3.5 seconds. And then he went across the room to lay. He loves to lay concrete. in the corner. Yeah. By he's laying against the garage door. Anyway, it maybe the concrete is cooler anyway. Oh, it's so way cooler. <laughs> In our little podcast nook, which stays set up all the time, the kids like to come and turn on the soundboard Mm -hmm. and put on the headphones and talk into microphones and listen to themselves talk. Because here's the deal, friends. These these kids are my kids. Like this is the only paternity test that I'll ever need. And they just love the sounds. They love the sound of their own voice. I actually think that's pretty universal with children. Before we had podcasts. What are you saying? Are you calling me a child? Before we had podcasts, we had um, like little boom boxes yeah. and tape players yeah. and karaoke machines. And before that, I think kids just like looked at themselves in the mirror and sang to themselves. They still do that. But yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been happening. So they've been sitting here doing podcasts. And the very first podcast that they did <laughs> immediately after we finished recording um, our last episode was... They sat down and they did the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 podcast. <laughs> and I was like, the what? <laughs> what is happening? And I don't even know. See, I don't really have time to sit there and listen to them. Yeah. I want you to push that record button sometime. I think and I, I might just, just have to. want to listen to it. I'll turn them on. Don't tell them that tell you're them. recording because then they're just going to want to listen to it 30,000 oh, times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I'm mildly curious about what goes on. The other <sighs> thing that they did is like to set up today, Bubba had to move books out of the way, namely um, make way for ducklings um, because Naomi was just reading that for, for her podcast. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> they understand that there are different flavors of podcasts and I love that. When I am trying to get work done <laughs> and they're over here doing podcasts, <laughs> I can tell you the cuteness drops about 75%. For you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like the thing of it is, is they're, they're coming into this thing sloppy, just no, no <laughs> preparation, no notes, no anything. Oh, you mean like your podcast? Get out of here, lady. I've got tons of notes. <laughs> and it's so like, the funny thing is though, is they'll, they'll say something and then like one of them will go, oh no, 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 no. It's actually like this. And the thing doesn't matter even uh-huh. in the slightest. Yeah. And then they'll take their headphones off and lean around and go, no, stop, 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 stop. now say it again. And it's like, nobody is recording this. You know, it's kids, man. Like, it's funny. 
That's funny. They're playing with equipment that not a lot of kids have an opportunity to play with. That is for darn sure. And so, and they're they're in a scenario where they know that mommy and daddy have a podcast together Mm -hmm. and that daddy is almost always doing a podcast. Yeah, lots of podcasts. And um, so this is the ecosystem that my kids are growing up in, like podcasting and that this is just what normies do. Yeah. Oh, what, what podcast do your parents do? And what? None. Like normal people. They do none podcasts, (laughs) but our kids. So like legitimately, if there's a podcast that comes out just be uh, be ready, you're going to love it. Maybe, you know what? Um, Naomi asked me the other day or just mentioned how voices, all women on the radio seem like they have the same voice, she said. Like, they all sound the same. And so I was trying to explain to her that, like... They're all the same person. No, but that there is a certain flavor. Like, there are certain radio voices. Mm -hmm. Like, certain voices lend themselves to radio. And I was telling her, like, Daddy has a voice that's really good. Recorded, you know? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) What? Recorded? Well, you say my voice in real life doesn't sound silky smooth. <laughs> no, I, oh, I'm sa- rude. Your voice and your face are good for radio, is what I'm trying to. No, I'm oh wow! <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, you cut me deep, lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, people have asked you before, uh, or or I don't know. People have mentioned before that you had a good voice for radio. I remember this. You're happening. the first person to say I have a good face for radio. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I was joking with you. Yeah. Was, uh, it just came into my just, brain. Is this the radio laugh? Well, hey, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back with more of the Church Nerds podcast, we're going to be talking about what are we talking about in this episode? Movies. Movies. Movie ratings, actually. Oh, wow. Motion pictures. Flicks. Films, as Motion it were. Motion Picture Association of America. That's a thing. Okay. Okay. I, I, like, I like where you're going. But hey, don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. <laughs> giggle, 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 giggle. This week in Nerd History, Saturday Morning TV. Nerd History. I'm sure most of us Gen Xers and Millennials have a soft spot in our heart for what Saturday mornings used to mean to us as kids. A big bowl of Lucky Charms and Saturday morning cartoons and kids programs. Batman, X-Men, Eek the Cat, Bobby's World, Animaniacs, Power Rangers, Digimon, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, Garfield and Friends, the list goes on and on. And it all started on August 19th, 1950, when the American Broadcasting Company, ABC, first aired two Saturday morning television shows for children, Animal Clinic which featured live animals, and the variety show Acrobat Ranch, which had a circus theme. The latter show, hosted by Jack Stilwell, Uncle Jim, featured two young acrobats, Tumbling Tim and Flying Flo, and children competing in games and stunts. Once other channels started following suit, Saturday morning slots began to be filled with older cartoons originally made for movie theaters, such as Looney Tunes and Mighty Mouse, and reruns of shows aired other times, like The Flintstones, The Jetsons, and Johnny Quest. In the mid-1960s, networks began producing their own programming specifically for that television block, and it kicked off a superhero boom, Superman, Aquaman, 
Aquaman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Space Ghost, Birdman and the Galaxy Trio, Underdog, and more were created in this time. By the mid-90s, however, Saturday mornings started to decline, mainly due to, well, the government. The FCC introduced the EI mandate in 1990, but made it bolder in 1996. This required all broadcast networks to air educational and informational children's programs for at least three hours a week. And instead of trying to find three new hours to put this educational programming in each week, of course, this would instead be focused on the Saturday morning block. Concurrent with EI, the Federal Trade Commission outlawed the advertising of both premium rate telephone numbers and tie-in merchandise during children's hours. This cut off large revenue sources for children's programs on network television. While some Saturday morning shows continued into the 2010s, Saturday morning programming for children was soon phased out by the networks in favor of Saturday morning news programming. And with the rise of streaming, making the world of Saturday morning cartoons available 24-7 on demand, the point of a dedicated block no longer exists. Currently, the idea is one of nostalgia, with MeTV launching a Saturday morning cartoons block this past January on its channels featuring classic Popeye, Pink Panther, Tom and Jerry, and Looney Tunes shows. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more there and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thank you so much for joining us wherever it is that you found us, whether syndicated on your favorite podcasting platform or on our radio station, ltnonair.com or on the Live 365 app simply by searching for Love Thy Nerd Radio. Cool. Hey. Hey. Talk at me, bro. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of Anna talking on this yeah. episode. I'll Actually, I'll watch, I'll watch movies. It's almost never true. Um. Okay. So we've talked on previous episodes about like nostalgia and about how it feels like nothing new is ever coming out that they're just remaking all of our favorites with the lion king and uh i don't know lots of lots of movies move insert movie here yes what i wanted to talk about today is actually like when you're not you don't want to see a movie remade you just want to enjoy with your children the movies that brought you joy when you were a child, like, hey, I loved this movie. It's been a thousand years since I watched it. I want to watch it with my kids. Yeah. And then you put that movie in, on, and nobody puts movies in anymore. You, Oh, fair enough, yeah. You, you pull it up on whatever streaming device you use, and then you start watching it, and you're like, oh. This is going horribly uh, we wrong. We are going to, never mind. Yeah, CPS is going to take these kids from me. I thought this was such a good movie. I don't remember that word or that scene or that piece of innuendo. Yikes. <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, um, you know what? Just kidding. We're going to watch Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood again. Oh, yeah. Um, let's do that, though. For real. Instead. Uh, I mean, because this happens, right? Yeah. To lots of people. Yes. Anybody who watched any movie in the 80s and early 90s, because it was basically late 80s, <sighs> you just, you wake up and you're like, boo, how, uh, how was I able to watch this? I, and yeah. somebody answered that question for us. So we, you posted about this in the LTN community. And if you're not yeah. a part of that on Facebook, go to Facebook and just search for Love Thy Nerd Community. Join it. Mm-hmm. 
somebody answer that question. Sight unseen. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, just be a just part of it. Don't. It's not important. Well, yeah. So one of the things somebody said was, and this is, and I had heard this from multiple people over the years when I was actually like IRL having this conversation with people. So back then you could, a lot of people were just recording from TV because piracy was not as frowned upon as it is now, apparently. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it should have been because it was a lot easier back then. It was a different, uh, yeah, it was, um, It was a different time because most of the way, you know, you could either go and rent a movie Mm -hmm. or you could just wait for it to come on cable. Yeah. And so when when it would come on TV, probably not so much cable. I don't know if it would come on TV. The 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 stations have a lot more rules about what can and cannot be aired at certain times of day, yada, yada, than just filmmakers do. And so they would be edited to fit their criteria of, well, I mean, like it's before 5 p.m. Yeah. Um, We can't have this kind of word or this kind of scene in this or Mm -hmm. we're we're a family station. Um, And that's why. Like seriously, cable uh, cable channels like HBO became so popular because it was a premium channel. It was outside of, you know, generic general public viewing. And so those channels like that, that wasn't the only one, but channels like that kind of gained this reputation for being this unedited, you know, adult mature content kind of platform Mm -hmm. and still true to this day. Yeah, that's a little yeah. like uh, edgier. Yeah, that's the wrong word, but you know, mature, raw. Yeah, let's go with that one. Especially since we're talking about editing, <laughs> you know, like it's well, just the raw stuff, right? And so, so they would we a lot of what people were watching was this edited for TV versions of things so a lot of the language had been edited or like they would dub over. Oh, the dubs. Dude, I forgot about the (laughs) dubs. Or, you know, cut scenes or whatever. And then... (laughs) I remember looking at it and being like, I don't think that's how you say that word. (laughs) Doesn't look like that's what they said. No. No, it was not what they said. But... Um, then, you know, you, you've only seen this on cable Mm -hmm. or your parents, they pushed that record button and they had a, they had a tape in there. Cause you could, you used to be able to, uh, record record songs off the radio and you could record movies off of the television. All you got to do is buy a bunch of blank tapes and And you sold them in droves friends because that's just what people did. Yeah. Oh, you need blank tapes? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I had a friend who said that um, for years they had this just, you know, bootleg recorded from TV version of uh, My Cousin Vinny, which I've never seen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and they loved it. It was like a family favorite. Well, then one day at the store, Joe there Pesci. was a um, My Cousin Vinny at Walmart or whatever, or like around the holidays. And they're yep. like, oh, we're going to finally own a legit copy of this merry christmas and then they're watching it let's watch this together and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> turn it off because and that was 
like multiple people in the community were like, yep, that's what happened to me. With every movie that you loved and was your favorite thing growing up. Because Because comedy was raunchy back then, y'all. I mean, it's still raunchy. It is still raunchy. We're going to talk about a lot of this stuff. But like generally speaking, in the 80s, the rating system was vastly different than it is now. Like some of the things are the same. Like the, the, the actual system, the numbers and stuff like that mm-hmm. are the same, but what actually, where things fell on the scale, like what was a PG movie back then is an easily PG 13 movie now, if not yeah. greater than that. Right. You know, and we, we've got a couple on this list that, mm-hmm. that kind of hit on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I asked like my first experience with this, it wasn't even from an eighties movie. Um, Shrek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, Mike Myers, yikes. Um, I don't know how old I was when Shrek came out, but you know, it's like, oh, this is about a green ogre and he lives in the swamp and he's silly and yeah, he's got you know, fairy tale land or whatever. And yeah, it's pretty irreverent. But then when I'm, as I'm watching it um, with my kid, who I don't even remember how old he was, but I'm like, wow. Oh, Cringe, cringe, cringe. Because first of all, Caleb loves like 90s style comedy. Yes. He loves slapstick. He loves potty humor. Yeah. Like he loves all of that stuff. Thinks it's hilarious. If there's like fart sounds in it or someone slipping on a banana peel. So he's not wrong. Okay. That stuff is hilarious. Well, like that is his wheelhouse. And that's really Mike Myers completely like leans real hard into that except like ugh, also gross things anyway so there was all of that stuff and i'm like yeah yeah okay but then there was all the innuendo like tons of it tons and i was like yuck ew no 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 we are not watching this turn it off no one is allowed to watch shrek in this house and i have not lifted that ban like (laughs) no no she hasn't shrek can just go away and honestly i think like with that stuff and you and i've had this conversation and like i'm not trying to make a stand or anything when like for kids a 90 percent of that stuff goes over their heads that stuff window yeah that stuff is written for the parents parents. but i don't want them so like even on netflix and stuff which thankfully streaming services have come a long way as far as like this is going to be a child using this account. Please yeah. filter the content appropriately. They've come a long way. They haven't come all the way yet. Um, but for a while, like, I don't know, there was this show they were watching and it had sheep. And I just remember walking in right at the time that they were talking about some sheep having utter augmentation. And I was like, nope, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Why is it like why five is it, year olds? Why? Come on. Yeah, like, why? why is that in here? It's like all that stuff. And this is not a tinfoil hat situation, but it's it's conditioning. You know, it's like it's it's trying to do something in the same way that we as parents, those of us that are parents um, or are in charge of raising or teaching or whatever, we are also trying to condition children in a very specific manner regardless of what that thing is, you know, this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. This is what we believe about Jesus. Yada, yada, yada. Like all these things are learned, but this far in advance, like 
For real, like I'm going to be honest with you guys. I let a lot more stuff slide than Anna does in the things that our kids watch. That is correct. Because I'm just going to give you my side of the story. I grew up watching a lot of this stuff. And look at you now. Look at me now. I got 15 podcasts. That's... And I'm creating a uh, future podcast with my children. And so, like, but I I do know that a lot of these things go over our heads. And I think a lot of us would even say, yeah, some of these things go over our heads. Because even if we watched the unedited versions of these things as kids, your nostalgia washes over a lot of these other things. So when you go back and, yes, you didn't watch any of these things as a kid. Like, I also turned on um, The Mighty Ducks. Which I'm like, it's the Mighty Ducks. And I was like, now oh, you wa- whoops. You, wa- you watch out, lady. If you're going to sit here on this podcast and speak ill of the Mighty Ducks. I'm not. I mean, I ended up attack? letting them watch it. But I'm like, okay, you know that it's not okay if we do such and such, right? And we also know that that's a bad word. And a lot of it Knuckle is Knuckle puck is not a bad word. <laughs> okay. The way, I don't know, it's a lot of the boys and girls thing and this expectation that we, there always has to be these weird motives and like really the objectification of women all at the time that I'm like, I know that this is my two th- or like my 2021 yes. mindset going in watching a what was the Mighty Ducks like mid 90s yeah. film. Um, but so that doesn't excuse like, anything, right? Uh, like, like we, Anna and I legitimately believe that just because something happened in a specific era, that doesn't necessarily excuse it from being bad. Um, you can't, we don't look at that and go, ah, it's fine. You know, it happened back in this it time. It was a different time. Was a, it's like, no, that's still gross. Like that shouldn't have happened back then. Uh, mm. We, we just have the, we have it the, it did happen. We have the benefit of hindsight, right? Yeah. And so if we can't look back on things and see where they were wrong, then we're not going to be able to, to actually change moving forward. So let's, let's look at some of these things because we could sit here and talk Mighty Ducks all day if you wanted to. I'd be down to do that. So you, you want to do that? <laughs> quack. 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 No, let's not do that. Ducks fly together. Yeah. Well, so some of the some of the movies that our, our uh, community members mentioned, because I was like, what were you watching? And had to like turn it off or clo- cover your kid's eyes or put your fingers in their ears yeah. or whatever. Um, well, obviously, The Goonies is one that comes up over and over again. Dude, Goonies, if you... <laughs> If you've not watched The Goonies since you were a kid, I double dog dare you. I never watched it. Like, I think that my dad had heard of it and thought it's a kid's movie. And so he got it from this was back when we were renting movies, Mm -hmm. like from Blockbuster or Hollywood or whatever. Um, And I mean, he pulled that sucker out of the VCR so fast. Immediately. Yeah, I mean, the first question you have are, where are these kids' parents? Any of uh, those like, kids from the 80s. Like, it. if you watch 80s movies, it would appear that every child was a latchkey kid. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. And I I mean, it. if you, if you want to be real, real about it, you can, do, kind of you can do the where are they now kind uh-huh. of a deal and look up some of these actors that were oh. in some of these movies. Yeah. Not doing super great. 
Um, well, it was, it, it was, a, eesh, this is really dark, but it was a bad time in Hollywood for kids. Absolutely. Man. And so you think about that, like you're putting kids in these kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, the we're talking. The culture was completely toxic. We're talking about like, like, you know, we said earlier, Hey, us as parents, we're trying to condition our kids to a certain, a certain way to, you know, kind of believe a certain thing or work in a certain way. Call it yeah, whatever you, you want. Yeah, because you ask yourself, like, what kind of parents allow their children to even be in these kinds of movies? And I still have questions. A lot of times, like, it's very popular to use creepy children in yeah. horror movies and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, what kind of a parent lets their kid audition for that? Why would you? I don't a, know. A whatever. Broke, a broke whatever. One. Yeah. Um, yeah, broke one. Sad. Um Blah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Peter Pan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters has some really questionable things <laughs> in it, dude. And oh man, I uh, t- Turtles and Ghostbusters. You're mm-hmm. you're you're talking number one and number two on any given day. Is that for me? Pee and poop. P- yes, peepees and poopoos. <laughs> And so like that was my potty humor absolutely but you that's said, where he gets it you said number one and number two so and, what was uh, I supposed yeah, to you're, say? hey you're fair you know <laughs> but like legitimately speaking those two things for me uh, i mean on any given day i've got pictures of me as a kid mm-hmm. decked out in ghostbuster stuff oh gosh, riding a slimer big wheel and i think like, my proton pack on. Oh, we're gonna talk about this, but like, I our kids have seen like Avengers movies and stuff like that, and I think the feeling is kind of the same. Probably what your parents, yep. your mom felt, and what we feel, where it's like, well, it's no big deal. But there was so much content in those movies. Oh yeah, that was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that's the thing is that you know, like, <laughs> you really. Back then, you couldn't have known. Like, parents couldn't have known. What was like, going to be in it? Yeah, hey, I want to well, go and watch this movie. It, I mean, they could have pre-screened it, which is, spoiler, that's going to be one of my and recommendations. Here's the, here's the deal. I, I, would venture, I would venture to say that they probably couldn't have pre-screened it. Because money? Yeah, because money. And also, there there was no major outlet for learning about these things or doing stuff. It's you know always what I'm saying? mom. No, dude, like seriously, moms and dads or whatever. You talk about why are all these kids latchkeys? Because parents were working all the time back then. I mean, all the time. And so when they weren't working, they were at home like resting. And, you know, little Johnny wants to go out and go to the movies, go see the latest Indiana Jones flick or whatever. And so. Uh, it's he just does. I mean, because that was your norm growing up. That wasn't my norm. No, it was, it was the only norm. Yeah. <laughs> so they made movies about kids like you. 100%. They didn't make movies about kids like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. And it's on my list. And it's called The Buttercream Gang. <laughs> what a terrible, horrible movie. Let's talk briefly about The Buttercream so, Gang. So legitimately speaking, when you use the word cringe, because we didn't have this conversation, when you use the word cringe in your post in the Facebook community, uh-huh. my mind immediately went to Buttercream Gang. Immediately. And then all of this other stuff starts coming out. very well. All this other stuff starts coming out about, oh, you know, Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, did I misunderstand? The answer is yes. Yes, I did misunderstand, but I stand by it. Well, there were a lot of area, like a lot of directions this could have gone, and your your direction with the buttercream gang was a possible direction. So we can talk about that for a second, which is that 
that was the buttercream that gang, movie is propaganda <laughs> the bad kid in the movie what did he do he well, smoked. He's, he smoked. He smoked. stole. You guys, he smoked he d- cigarettes. Breaking and entering. Yeah. Um, so it was Tom kind of Foolery, like, General Tom Foolery. Sort of rebellious he didn't, kid. I don't think he rolled his short cuffs. <laughs> um, um, and then he was kind of. Uh, it, and then they shipped a, him out to Chicago. As a. Or Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, I think. Well, Somewhere I up there. As a kid. Like you're watching this and it's like, oh man, what a bad teenager. Yeah. Um, and and then, and, the, and then he ends up being like having a change of heart because of all of these well, nine and 10 year olds in his neighborhood or something. Here's the deal though. Like he, he goes off and joins a gang and yes, all sorts did. of stuff yes. because, because that's they what you booted do. him out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> But then he, so like he goes, he, he is the nice kid. I think he's like the leader at one point or whatever of like this, this. The one everybody looks up to. For, for lack of a better term, a Christian gang. Um, this, club. Call it what you will. Bible like. club. And I so they know. do, they're, they're like 24 seven Boy Scouts without the uniforms. Mm-hmm. Going around doing nice things. Do gooders. Getting apples for old ladies and like. I think they get a cat out of a burning building at one point. Like the, they're like the. It's been so long since I've seen the whole movie. movie is so convoluted <laughs> that you know. I remember my parents got me this, and they're like, "Ah, oh, buttercream gang, you're going to love this movie." And I remember watching it as a kid, and even as a kid, going, <laughs> "What is happening right now? Do they I want did. me to do this stuff?" <laughs> did you start? Did you watch McGee and Me? Were you a McGee and Me kid? I came See, in on the tail end of like, any kind of popularity. Christian, like stupid Christian movies yes. are sort of, I don't know. They have a, like a place in my heart a little bit. I have no McGee space in me, my heart for Buttercream Gang. <laughs> Buttercream Gang always made me feel a little icky when I was watching it. I'm not going to lie. It did always make me feel a little icky. And I don't know why. Well, because it's plastic. Maybe it was just kind of. I don't know. It's plastic. McGee and me, I legit loved. I loved McGee and me. It's because he was orange? (laughs) Is that what it was? I don't know. Who? Nick or McGee? Honestly. The cartoon character or the boy? The orange one. (laughs) The one, didn't he have like a head like an orange? What? Am I not thinking of that right one? Who am I thinking of? No, I have no idea what you are thinking of. Where's my brain at right now? I think we need to watch an episode of McGee and Me. But it was like, it was about this kid who, McGee was a cartoon that he drew that was kind of like his imaginary friend. And then he, you know, and his friend would have, they'd go and have experiences in the neighborhood and learn about right and wrong. This is before VeggieTales. So like one of them was about, you know, judging a book by its cover one of them was about like when you sneak out and you watch scary movies revenge of the the night of the blood freaks or something like that (laughs) and there was leave it to a christian to just come up with the most ridiculous there was this girl in it and time of the night had a side ponytail and she had dangly earrings and she was a harlot the no she oh was, she was good yeah she was Nick's I didn't see I didn't know where you, I didn't know where you going or with sister that. friend I thought she was the coolest looking girl how long did you wear your hair like that after you saw like that Jojo Siwa get out of here um no I didn't have long enough hair to have a side pony 
nope, that wasn't happening. But anyway, yeah, well, this was pre Veggie Tales. When when we were talking about cringe, that's what I thought. I thought we were talking about things that make you go blah, blah, when you yeah. watch them now because I did. I, I you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Why? No. Sweet Lord. No. I want to watch it again just to make sure that I. We'll put uh, it in the comment section. Honestly, <laughs> I don't, don't, how, don't watch it. I don't know how legal it is. It's on YouTube. I don't think anybody cares at this we point. We just recorded it off of cable. We put in a, I put a VCR into my computer and a VHS tape. I went down to my local radio shack and got a VHS tape. <laughs> or um, I, I went ahead and recorded over my parents' wedding. Just put a piece of scotch tape <laughs> over the square. And uh, then I could record. And I did. Oh, my goodness. And so then we put it on the YouTubes. What a time to be alive. Anyways, hey, we are going to take another short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking more about this stuff and uh, probably from a little bit of a different perspective, but a little bit more on the things that kind of make us cringe a little bit um, having to deal with this particular situation. So don't go anywhere and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. surprised. Have you found yourself confused and unable to make sense of much recently? Are you unable to keep up with the latest restrictions and safe practices and guidelines? I feel like that's been our life more or less for the last year or so. Just when I think I know exactly what's going on, something changes. As soon as I find myself confident and assured of where I stand, new information arises and I find myself caught between truths. This past week, I was struggling with accepting what is right for myself and my family and admitting those things to people in our lives. Afraid of criticism or backlash, I tried figuring out ways around conversations. I began overthinking scenarios and situations that hadn't even happened yet. My heart began to race at just the thought of what if, and then, like a rushing wave over unexpecting toes in the sand, I remembered God's promise, a promise of peace and assurance. Ecclesiastes 1.9 reminds us, What once was will be again. There is nothing new under the sun. While the entirety of this passage is anything but comforting, this verse alone brings about peace. Even through all the uncertainty the world is throwing our way, and even when nothing seems to make any amount of sense, we can trust that God is not surprised. He's not thrown off course, and His plan is not foiled because of the world. If you find yourself feeling weary and overwhelmed, just as I often do, rest in the promise that God is still in control and, more importantly, is more powerful than anything causing you fear. Don't waver between false truths, but instead stand firm in the truth of a God who is not surprised. Round two, fight. 
Hey there, and welcome back to the Church Nerds Podcast here on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah de blah de blah You're listening wherever you found us. Thanks welcome. for hanging. Okay, well, so last segment. Like I was saying about the okay. Buttercream Gang. Yes, go. Okay, on the reel, they Uh-oh. made a second one. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Well, you got to make a two. If if something was successful, you cannot quit while you're ahead. You have to ride that thing until no, I, it starts losing you money. I agree. If something is successful. Was uh, the buttercream gang successful? Well. We willing to. When you market something only to a Christian audience and it has and it gains any kind of a, of traction, it's like, woo-hoo-hoo. It's like this podcast, wildly successful. Oh, just wait until Church Nerds 2 four, comes out. Four Christians listen to it, which means thumbs up. So. I'm, I'm Right now I'm Googling the Buttercream Gang. Two. Money? What am I trying to say? Gross? Are you, this, I don't think this is the kind of internet, like, I don't think this information exists because no one cares about this. The Buttercream Gang is ancient history. Well, it's my podcast. Hey, I there's no way. <laughs> Get out tell of me, here. Tell me what you're reading. It came out in 1991. The first thing that came up was Rotten Tomatoes. I want you to guess the audience score. Seven. Okay. Let me give you a frame of reference. Two. It's a percentage out of 100. 71%. You're not far off and that. Makes me real mad. The only reason I said that was because you said I would never guess, so I knew I had to guess high. 66%. Really? I'm 20, surprised it got five, over four. 2,500%. I'm sorry, 2,500 people. 25,000%. 2,500 <laughs> people plus have rated this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 66%. Yuck. I don't think they've seen it. Yuck. No, or it's people who have, like, they let their kids watch it and they're like, you know what was a good movie? The Buttercream Gang. They should make more Buttercream Gang movies. They should go ask the kids. Rotten Tomatoes should follow up and go ask the kids, hey, your mom really said that this movie is great. What do you think? And they're like, dude, we we just turned it on and then went and played no. G.I. Joe's or you something. You know what? Like kids think a lot of things are really cool that I'm like, really? You like this? Okay. Henry Danger. Uh, you, Let's be real. Not, not Henry Danger, that other one. Some Assembly Required. What Boo. is that? I don't even know. Not important. Yeah. Let's not go down that road. Anyway, okay. So let's talk about this. 66%. <laughs> okay. Uh, Colby Whitaker said uh, on my post in the community, I definitely showed gremlins at a youth Halloween lock-in. First of all, oh, Colby, bro. I'm so sorry that you had a lock-in in the first place. Hey, so shout out to, to Colby and also shout out to Justin McDonough. Uh-huh. McDuty Hoo Hoo, as it as it were. <laughs> okay. Like our good boy Justin, part of the Moviga crew, all that stuff. He just did a lock-in. Did he? And was super excited about it. On purpose? And loved it. Lock-ins, I think, are the worst part of youth ministry. One of them. Just, I hate lock-ins for personal reasons and for ministerial reasons. I could derive a very strong case around a conspiracy theory that has to do with lock-ins. 
Okay. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm just yeah, saying we'll like I could. If you give me enough time, I could make anybody go, no, man, I don't want the lizard people in here. We're not doing <laughs> lock-ins. Well, anyway, so Colby did a lock-in. Now, Colby, I don't know if you are pro or anti. We're just going to assume he's anti. Lock-in. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that they, they were watching Gremlins at a Halloween lock-in, and after about 20 minutes, he was trying to figure out how it was a PG movie um, because it was wildly inappropriate. Yeah, and after about 20 minutes, the youth leader was like, how am I going to keep my job? Yeah. I'm like, how? Oof, and um, I can sympathize with that. I can empathize with that because I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't even know if you were there. I took. I know what you're going to say. I took four or five of our youth group kids. To see Evan Almighty. No, to see Tropic Thunder. Oh, no. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm dead. Hey guys, just find a ride home. Like I, like I just this is it. This is how it ends. Sadly, and this is what happens when you don't pre-screen. Kids were latchkey kids, and their parents let them hang out with us because they had no idea what their children yeah. were doing, and they did not care. Which is a sad. It's sad. Yeah. Um, okay, so the reason that this happened to Colby is because that movie was rated PG. Gremlins is rated PG. That's what I'm saying. It's an 80s PG. And the reason that PG was what it was in the 80s is because PG-13 had not been invented yet. And Gremlins was part of the uh, process. Oh, I didn't know that. It was PG to to R. It was PG to R. Or to NC-17. So this is by no means a comprehensive history of movie ratings, but this is kind of what I found. Also, um, did you know that Nickelodeon is not just... That's an actual word. It's not just a children's network. I don't believe you. Nickelodeon. This is this is the definition. It's a North American word, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, There's no end to the things I don't know about Nickelodeon. It's basically any media kind of thing that was operated by inserting a nickel. So jukeboxes. There were there were movie theaters that had the admission of a nickel. The, all those things were Nickelodeons. Because you load a nickel. Odium. Odium. (laughs) Anyway, I was like, Uh, I would say today years old, but I I found that out yesterday. So you just ruined Nickelodeon for me. You know that, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Now, now it's even more of a gibberish word because I know the meaning. Well, anyway. Okay. So great. Um, I'm trying to think of what his name was. Famous inventors. Go. Albert Einstein. Nope. Not that one. Barack Obama. Nope. Telephone guy. Thomas Edison. That's Bell. the one. Mr. Bell. <laughs> Thomas Ed- No. Bill Th- Gates. I meant light bulb guy. I think it was Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Why did I say telephone? Alexander Graham It's Bell. a good thing our there. children are in public school today, yeah, isn't it? dude. They need that school <clears throat> in a bad kind of way. Anyway, so Thomas Edison made a movie it was like a he had a little film studio and it and he was recording something and it and it had to do like like with movement or something like that and there was a flamenco dancer but then they had to edit out portions of it this is like in the like early on um because of like what was deemed appropriate and inappropriate um so that was sort of the first um censorship of like things in movies um it didn't take long it was like the 20s when um they started stepping in because they realized shocker that pornography Mm. 
makes its way into almost any kind of media yeah. that you create. And so this was happening and they're like, oh no, this is corrupting our society. And so that um, in Chicago, they implemented um, the chief of police was the one who had say over whether a movie could or could not get a permit. Okay. All so right. like I like all films going. had to, had to get permits. And then the things that were mature things, uh. they got a different kind of permit, a pink permit. Well, then everybody wanted to only go see the pink permit movies. And it was actually more of like an advertisement for them than a deterrent from them because people are the worst. Yeah. They should have made them stinky. Like <clears throat> you get used toilet paper. <laughs> Gross. Hey, uh, so but anyway, you have to have it, but it was kind of like an X rating. And then yeah. the same thing happened with X ratings. There was like XXX, like that became something people sought you know, like, ew, yuck. Um, Anyway, so the things that they would censor out in those early days were anything from obviously like graphic, pornographic kind of stuff to um, uh, miscegenation, which is like interracial. Miscegenation. Miscegenation. Um, I had to look it up as well. Okay. So that well, was like man, people of different I was not ready. races. I was not ready to go back to school today. Having relationships. They were like, no, you can't. You cannot have that in movies. Right. Um, not right as in I agree with that. Right. But in that time frame, uh-huh. that, that there, thought totally There were different out. things that they were like, this is crumbling the foundation of our nation. Yeah. Um, which was obviously untrue ab- about that specifically. But- then for a while, um, the Catholic Church got involved with... They became the chief of police? Uh, like, they got involved with what kind of ratings things got, and so you had to be on the right side with them. And, like, uh, Miracle on 34th Street... Oh, that's a sin. Yeah. It got a B magic. rating because, like, the girl's mother is a divorcee. Oh, not and because like, of the magic of Christmas? <clears throat> no. Okay, we'll no. let some stuff slide. Yeah, uh, and so in those days, the films could be rated A, B, and C. So, so then, they grade them like meat. Yes, and then eventually okay. B and C just melded together and became O for oh, morally no. offensive. Yeah, oh, it's offensive. You better go back and try again. <laughs> oh, offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. Now, this is hilarious. Well, okay. So in my mind, it's like, well, all films need to be rated. So this must be a government agency, like the a legal process that films have to go through to be real, to be rated and stuff. This no. is what you're thinking. Yeah. No, not true at all. Not true at all. So there are the six big studios, which is, you know, like Sony, Disney, Warner Brothers, um, Paramount, Paramount, 20th Century Columbia. Fox, Universal. <gasps> Those six. See you later, Columbia. They have a nonprofit organization together, the MPAA, the Motion Picture oh, Association of America. It's oh, theirs. Come on. So that brings up the issue where it's like, well, when you own the ratings system, and basically a rating system is it limits what like who your film can be shown to. Yeah. Is that really above reproach? No. And there are some, there are like, there's a documentary about it um, where they're really asking questions and like, 
why is the Hunger Games okay, which is about children brutally murdering one another? (laughs) (laughs) But for sport, though. Uh huh. But then, like, a documentary about bullying is rated R because of language. Mm. And it's, you know. How many F words? I don't know. Uh, So. Because I think uh, you're allowed to have one. So before we move on with more of what it is that we're talking about here, it's worth noting we now have an extra member of this podcast because we've already decided that podcasts run in our children's blood. Mm-hmm. PJ's here. He is. He woke up from his nap. And yes. so he, yeah, yep, I'm talking about you, little boy. <laughs> and so if you hear something that's a baby, it's a baby. It it's, is a baby. It's a PJ. Yeah. Okay, so back to the whole, like, skipping PG and PG, like, straight from PG to R. Mm -hmm. For a while, that was how the ratings, it was like, it was G and PG and R. And then beyond R is, like, um, NC-17. NC-17. And then there's one more after that. Um, I can't remember. NC seventeen. Oh, it's um seventeen three quarters. Maybe maybe unrated. You are. I can't remember. Um, but there's like only only adults can watch it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, is that not X? Well, so they don't use X anymore. Oh, all right. I got they you. Don't, because they didn't co- um copyright it or have the, the letter X as a rating. Oh, all right. So then the porn industry took it over, Oops. which is yuck. Got him. So um, all that to say, Steven Spielberg is actually one of, he's like one of the people who really fought for PG-13 because he directed Jaws. Yes, he, he did. He directed Gremlins um, and Indiana From Jones. From the lock-in. Then, yeah. <laughs> and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, um, which were all films that he was it's not that he didn't stand behind them. I mean, he made them, sure. but he was like, these are not appropriate for like kids to watch. Yeah. We need something in between like PG and, and R. Yeah, and so he suggested 14 actually PG 14, but red Dawn was the first film <sighs> To was it really? Yeah, to have a PG thirteen rating. Interesting. So I wish we could Wolverine. go back. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I have no idea oh, what okay, you're talking well, about. Wasted. <laughs> but um, I wish we could go back and like re-rate some of those movies so that people didn't get caught by surprise by like sixteen candles is a really big one because that one has straight up like nudity in it and stuff that and it's rated. PG. That was like 16 the Candles. Club. Movies like those. They, they're mm-hmm. basically all the same movie that have just been remade. Right. Um, Grease. Oh, dude. Grease. <laughs> it's rated PG. Yeah. It's um, okay. So that I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Are they still, have they gone yeah, back? No. They are still rated those things. They are still rated those things. Interesting. So, um, They've talked about, like, why can't we do something? You know, now we have, they have the letter rating, and then they have this little tiny blurb, because there's not just the MPAA, there's also um, the CRA, which is the Classification and Rating Administration, that they're the ones who actually rate 
movies within the MPAA. And it's basically, it's anonymous and it's a bunch of people whose jobs are just to watch movies and rate them. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, it'll say, well, it's rated, it's rated PG 13 for crude humor or violence or peril. And there's like this brief little thing, but then it's like, yeah, but like, I don't know how much that tells me. And so um, some people have suggested, why don't we, you know, we have nutrition facts on food. Why can't we have something akin to that, you know, small label that goes onto movies? Um, the closest thing I, I found to that, I'm going to give in our nerdy recommendation at the end of the episode. I think it, it yeah. And there are some of those things. So like if, if I'm going and I'm looking for... Um, like the ESRB for games. Okay. Um, and I don't know what ESRB stands for. It's entertainment soup and burrito review suggested. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know what B stands for. Yeah. Something rating, Uh, but rating is the, I think entertainment is the first letter and rating is the last one. ESRB bureau. Oh yeah. I guess B is at the end. Either way. They have a thing in there that's like it's rated M and then it'll say, you know, the the different things that it has in it. Now, again, it is very brief, but you can get that on every on every game for any game that comes out, which is super helpful for parents. And also, if I'm being like you know, an, an old curmudgeon for me, like when I'm streaming games on LTN's Twitch channel. There are some games that I don't want to stream because they're not stream friendly. Right. Uh, because we have a lot of different people that watch the stream or yada, yada, yada. So those kind of rating things, it's not just like a, well, I just want to shield everybody from all the things. And, you know, I'm going to keep my kids locked away and, you know, this entertainment dungeon and they're only going to watch Buttercream Gang. And like, <laughs> like, that's not where we live, but still like it is worthwhile for us to say, Hey, you know what? We're like, we're not going to, we're not going to watch that. We're not going to do that. And and like each, each parent, anybody who's in charge of another human being, like you have, it's your right to do that. Like, well, you know, and there's always going to be a certain element of, um, you know, your kids best. And so there are some kids that are like triggered by Nemo. Yeah. And, and you know, abandonment issues or uh, because there's a lot of heavy emotional stuff, even in I like those, feel Disney the dreams, pi- man. those Disney Pixar films for some kids. I, I can remember when Inside Out came out um, and there were some adoptive parents that I knew that were like, do not let adoptive children watch this yeah, um, because of certain elements that it had. Sure. And, um, and I'm like, really? A, a Disney Pixar film? But you they did deal with a lot of raw stuff. There's you know? a certain amount, like as parents, it's like, well, I want to know if I can go and see this movie with my kid. Guess what, parents? Sometimes you got to pre-screen. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. you need to sit through the movie and it's not going to be fresh for you. But hey, you can in good conscience show or not show that film to your kid and have a good reason why. And it is going to cost you some money. Um, mm-hmm. So like. Or uh, just record it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> Put a VHS in your computer, like I said, but like, like seriously, you know, early on I said, Hey, I don't think that it was, it was a thing that that could be done before. Now it's like, Hey, they didn't have the benefit of listening to this podcast. Right. But now 
like, here's the deal. Like it, it probably is going to cost you money. Like if you want to let your kid grow and experience and stuff like that without this, then there are things that are going to come from that. Now I, I can tell you from personal experience because my kids watch a lot of Netflix stuff that I don't get a chance to watch beforehand. There are things that they learn in that show that I just have nothing about. I I don't know anything about it rather. And that's a little disheartening for me. Not that I have to load over every single piece of information that they intake. Um, I I can't, but if you want to know if your kids are watching a movie that is teaching them something that you want them to learn, Go watch the dang movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a hot button issue not too long ago whenever the movie Soul came out on Disney+. Plus. I watched it, and based on where we are in our family, us personally, I said, hey, I don't think that this is a good idea for our kids to watch this movie. And they still have not watched it. And I've had people attack me. On that, like, oh, I can't believe you're such a coward, blah, blah, blah. You, you worried about a movie ruining your kid's theological. Yes, absolutely I am um, because I know how hard we work in our family to get them to be where they even are spiritually. So if you know that something is a stumbling block or a hindrance for your specific children, it's in your best interest to guard against that, you know? They're going to grow up. They're going to have their own ideas and all sorts of stuff. But for the time that they're in your house, use the rating system. And on top of that, like screen it. Mm -hmm. I used to work for a movie theater Mm -hmm. and like we would not let kids in to watch rated R movies. But what about when they would buy a ticket for a G rated movie and then sneak into the R rated movie? Oh, we would bounce them suckers. So, and also... I don't know that we were ever stupid enough. We had two theaters, okay? There were two screens. I don't know if we were ever stupid enough to have a G and an R right next to each other on the same opening night. It's stupid. Um, but, I mean, anyway, just just be involved in, in the lives of your kids or, you know, those that you're in charge of or nieces, nephews, stuff like that. Like, stay informed. Hey. There he is. I'm trying to do a podcast. You guys, he is reaching... <laughs> He wants the microphone so bad. So my microphone has a red cover and it looks like a great big clown nose or something. <laughs> he wants it really bad. He, it, oh my gosh. I just took a picture. I'll post it. Um, but yeah, I took your picture. Okay. Okay. I did it. Well, hey, uh, on that note, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere. <laughs> You're doing the radio laugh. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to give you our nerdy recommendation for the show and also hit you with the Church Nerds memory verse. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com. 
and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio, or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Tiger Uppercut! Well, to close out our show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you. And if you hear any scratching on the floor, that's just PJ crawling away from our podcasting space. um, Fine, maybe. He's not reaching for the microphone anymore. Okay, so... What I, I told you that I was going to give a, a recommendation about kind of screening. So the best thing that I found online as of right now um, is a website called kidsinmind.com. So kids-in-mind.com. Um, and it's pretty cool because um, you can look up a movie and instead of having just a vague <clears throat> you know, number lettering system thing. It's got three scales. So it's got um, sex and nudity, language, and violence and gore. And you can look up a movie and it will rate them based on those three criteria. Okay. Um, so that you know, okay, so this movie is rated this way. This is the reason why it's rated this way. Because I think there are a lot of us who are like, you know, the violence and gore, if we're talking about just like superheroes punching each other, I'll let my kids watch that. I don't care. Um, computer generated alien gore. Fine. Whatever. Um, if we're talking about like Braveheart, like that scene, ugh, there's one scene that I'm like, oh my goodness, can't watch that even as an, an adult. When That's way different. At the end when he shows everybody's butt. No. <laughs> No, but that's the sex and nudity one. <laughs> anyway, so it it um, give it rates them based on those three things, and it kind of unpacks the scenes that lead to those. Not they try not to spoil it, but there is a certain extent to which it's going to be spoiled a little bit for you as a parent. But again, you are the parent. It is your job to kind of know some of these things. So just put your big kid panties on and deal with it. Um, So I thought that that one was pretty cool. There's another one. The thing about Kids in Mind is that it doesn't do TV shows. So, um, but there's another website called commonsensemedia.org. We love Common Sense Media at LTN. Do we? We, seriously, we've written a ton of articles that point towards that oh mm-hmm. we love common sense media. well the thing the cool thing about common sense media is they do um tv you know ratings as well but you can search like by the age of your child and you know i i have a nine-year-old i want to see what movies or what tv shows would be good yeah. and i want to see what streamed tv shows would be good and it'll pop up recommendations now i will say that they seem pretty conservative <laughs> So no, go on. The buttercream gang might be. Oh my gosh! Freaking buttercream gang! I don't know if it really is, but if you're wanting, if you're actually looking, if you don't, so kids in mind is like I've seen it. I see a movie that I think they might enjoy. Let me check if it's appropriate. Common sense is more helping you, yeah, Yeah. to find things for them that would be decent for them to watch. Um, And so that 
I don't know. Seemed like a good option. Pretty cool. For um, us, we just know that our like are the boys are going to watch Henry, Henry Danger or Ricky oh my Dicky and though they all love Ricky Nicky Dicky and Don Slicky Don whatever the <laughs> show is called and then Nene our daughter she's just going to watch if if just it's dancing magic. oh yeah if it's dancing any dancing or gymnastics show that she comes in and she's published like by Australians mommy there's a show on Netflix Amazon whatever that I want to watch and Anna's first question is. Is it a dancing show? <laughs> well, yes, it's a dancing show. So the thing is, though, that a lot of those shows, they're kind of mature. And again, there's a lot of that boy girl stuff. And are they, though? All Have relationships you like, watched these are, things? Like everything is about a crush on somebody. Like it comes into play so much. And I'm like, she's seven. I'm a oh, better dancer man. than you. And Tommy's going to take me to the ball because i can do a the prom that's a an double actual that is an actual storyline can i just tell you didn't see it but yeah. not surprised well it is because that's how predictable that stupid that's show is <laughs> anyway okay so church nerds memory verse this week wait um, hey i also have a recommendation what oh go run p.com okay so like if run you p run p can you so if you're watching a movie he's fine if you're watching a movie and you need to know when to go pee. Oh. Run pee.com. Uh, so will it is tell P, you. P E E. Yeah, P E E. That's so loud. I know, and you're just drawing attention to it. So I'm going to keep going. He's happy. People love it when he's on the podcast. They've told me that. Maybe you could turn your notifications off. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, but anyway, I run, got it. Yeah, runp.com. That's our that's the main recommendation. Okay, for so the show. other recommendation is How ask re- your friends. Seriously, we have a hive mind on social media. And if you haven't seen a movie, one of your friends has. And yeah. you can say, Hey, I want to take my kids to see Cruella. Or what it, it was Freaking Cruella, whatever is gonna banger. be. I loved Cruella, and that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Like, Cruella is rated the same thing, and this is since PG-13. It's rated the same as Dark Knight, and I feel like those are not even in the same. The Dark Knight is so much darker than Cruella. There's that, there is that mm-hmm. moment, though. There's several moments um, in Cruella. I'll, I'll talk to you okay, after, the, okay. after the show about it. Anyway, um, ask a friend, though. Like, use social media for a good thing. And 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 consult the hive mind, which yeah. has to do with our church nerds memory verse, which is Proverbs eleven fourteen. Ever heard of it? You probably have. It's in the Bible. Where there's no guidance, a people fall. Falls, a people falls. One people falls. One people falls. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> where there's guidance, a people falls. Where, hold on. You did it again. You just got to start over. Is that I what it says? Where, where there is no guidance, a people falls. A people as in a nation. A nation. I don't like it. But this is what I want you to hear, everyone, past whatever has been coming out of my mouth. Yeah. In an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Or um, we say in the... Um, there's In the council of many, there is victory, I yeah. think, is another way that you might have heard it before. Um. Yeah. Talk to people. Talk to people about what you're wanting to, um, you know, show to your children or get get some other opinions um, and that will help you. It takes a village, as uh, I think Hillary Clinton said that. Anyway, so check Hillary us out. Hillary Clinton said Pokemon go to the polls. That's what Hillary Clinton said. <laughs> 
Did she for real? She did. Pokemon go to the polls. That's what she said. <laughs> Sounds like you've seen that a lot.、Uh, once or twice. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. PJ is forcing us off this podcast. He、yes. was crawling through wires.、Um, well, not, you have a lot of them. Not in barbed. Your, not barbed wire. In your area, it's wires、um, crazy. But hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for all of our amazing articles and all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, I would absolutely love that. Please visit lovethynerd.comslash/give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Don't forget that you can also select. It's not a joke. I'm for real, dude. You can also select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com, and if you do so. That actually gives us a small kickback, LTN, a kickback at absolutely no extra cost to you. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and also on LTN Radio、uh, each and every Friday morning. So,、uh, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week for another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Sign off, PJ. Ah! <laughs>